Today's episode highlights include from student to representative of the University of Freiburg, how to break into the field of higher education, the college experience in the United States versus Germany, tips to learn and improve German, and this week's travel suggestions include Freiburg and Staufen. My name is Heini Geist. Welcome to Coffee Connections. Today's Coffee Connection is Marta Miller, Program Manager of the Liaison Office North America at the University of Freiburg, Friends of Freiburg. Have a listen. My name is Marta Miller, and I'm the Program Manager for the University of Freiburg Liaison Office. We're based in the German consulate in New York City, and I work not only representing the university here in the U.S. for potential students or scholars, but I also work closely with our alumni network and our alumni organization, Friends of Freiburg University, to create networking opportunities and informational events and a sense of community for the alumni network here in North America. Your connection to Germany is quite obvious now with you being the representation for the University of Freiburg, but I'd like to know, let's get way back to the beginning. How did your connection to Germany start? Where did you start learning German? I started learning German in seventh grade when I was, I think, 11 years old. Kind of by coincidence, I was interested in German a little bit because I had family further back from Germany, but I really started taking German because my best friend said she was going to take German as well. But <laughs> I really enjoyed the classes though, and I discovered that I really liked learning the language, and I was excited to focus on Germany and planned to study abroad there, even when I had just first started taking the language. So that was kind of a, a goal of mine all through like my high school and college and I did study abroad actually in Freiburg, so that was my, my first connection with the University of Freiburg during my undergraduate, and I lived there for the summer semester and enjoyed it and wanted to just continue working, especially with a focus on Germany. So that was my path to my interest there. How did you find out about the opportunity in Freiburg? My undergraduate institution in the United States was Penn State University, and they're main strategic partner is the University of Freiburg, so they have a number of different exchange programs with Freiburg. My German professor had directed me to this particular exchange program because it allowed you to directly enroll at the university and take classes with German students rather than just being in some sort of program with a bunch of other international students or other American students. That was really interesting to me because I wanted a more authentic experience. I wanted to like feel like I was actually going to the university rather than just doing some sort of adjacent exchange program. And I wanted to interact with German speakers and native German students so I could work on my language skills and not just have people that wanted to fall back on English. So you learned German fairly early on. Do you have some advice for individuals in learning German, but then also being in Germany? One of my best experiences learning German now has been especially like when I work with my coworkers in Freiburg who, you know, are speaking German to each other day to day and therefore don't automatically think that they should switch to English to speak with me. And that's that was really helpful anytime I've spent time with them for work. So I think it's just maybe if you can find these opportunities to work in environments where everyone is kind of focused, not just work, but interact in an environment where it's not obvious that you're the American that everyone should speak switch to English for you and maybe even stressing that to people. So when I worked with people in grad school from my internship, I really stressed that I wanted to learn German. So all the German speakers were very understanding and focused on just speaking German with me and not switching to English. 
I think it's important just to keep emphasizing and reminding people if that's what you're coming to do, that that's something that's really of interest to you, that you want to focus on it. And people are, I think, receptive to that. You just might have to remind them sometimes. And I think it's it's important not to be too hard on yourself. I think it's easy to be hard on yourself, especially in a second language, whereas maybe on if you're just speaking in your, your first language, I have days where it's like, I don't think I'm making sense, but I don't think it's because I can't speak English. I just think I'm having an off day. So it's important to remember that that can happen and translate into your second language too. And it's not just that you suddenly don't know how to speak German anymore or that you're doing poorly. I even remember like being abroad for several months during my time as a student in Freiburg and I had felt like my German was improving and then at one point I just felt like it was like totally messing up or, or not improving as much and I think I was being way too critical about myself. So I think it's, it's good just to take like a few steps back and realize all the progress you've made if you've been working on it and that sometimes will be tougher than others and that's totally fine and that doesn't mean that you should give up on learning a second language or think that you're not progressing. I wonder, so Freiburg was your first experience in Germany, is that right? Actually, my first one was a shorter, like two and a half week exchange program that my high school did with a school in Hanover, Germany. So I did that when I was about 17 years old, I think. That was my first experience. Do you remember what kind of expectations you had before going and then what your impressions were when you were there? Some expectations maybe that I had for Germany were just I was interested to see about the public transit system because I knew it worked a lot better than the one here in the U.S. And I think that was especially exciting for a teenager from <laughs> central Pennsylvania to think about, oh, well, in my hometown, I just feel kind of stuck here. But traveling around Germany, you can see that even all of these like smaller towns are connected and you could easily get from one place to another. And it was exciting just to take the train to Berlin or to Cologne on some of our field trips at the time. I think other impressions that, that I was interested in or other ideas I had about Germany were maybe just about it being more sustainable or environmentally friendly um, as far as people riding their bikes or recycling or things like that. And I think some of those were met when I was there, although I remember having a particular conversation with my host family where we were going to go on like a biking outing that day. And I had grown up biking. My dad loves to bike, but my host family was very convinced that I, as an American, wasn't going to know or be able to, <laughs> to bike <laughs> as far as they wanted to go. And I was trying to explain that I was going to be fine. So that was a kind of humorous instance, I guess. And so then when you went back to Freiburg and you lived there, what was your experience there um, at the university, but then also outside of the university? Well, I had a great time in Freiburg, especially being there in summer semester. It's a beautiful time to take advantage of all the opportunities where you can be outside or hike or explore in that direct area of Freiburg. At the university, I took a few different courses on history and political science. I think the biggest thing I noticed was just that as a student, maybe the expectations or the ideas that I had taken from American college courses were different as far as how the professor interacted with you. Specifically, I remember taking two seminar courses where it really was just like us talking and debating ideas the whole time. And I was kind of expecting more of the American format where you have a lecture or the professor just talking to you the whole time. So I think that challenged me, especially as far as completing my projects for that semester to be a better researcher or a more independent thinker in crafting my essays or my projects at the time. And I remember that really standing out as far as academic expectations. 
the one big difference also for me was that in Germany, oftentimes you do maybe a presentation and you go to class and you debate, but really the grade at the end of your class really was based on the big paper or the essay that mm -hmm. you submitted at the end of the semester. Was that similar? That was my experience, and except <laughs> I think I, I had a little bit of a different one even from the German students in my courses, though, because, you know, you typically you get to the end of the semester and you're done with your structured class time, but maybe you have a month or two before you need to actually submit those papers. But at least in my case, we finished our structured classes at the end of July. I think technically the deadline for all the other students in my courses to turn in their final project was maybe end of August or early September. But because I was going back to the U.S., I had been instructed by my international office that we had to have all our grades before we left, like the second week of August. So I remember being the only person sitting in the library one night trying to finish all of my final papers and leaving early in the morning and seeing that there was literally nobody else left in the building because I was one of the only people having to finish working on their, their house on Bison. But yeah, so that was my race to the end as you, I guess, sometimes do as a student to try to finish all my final projects and exams kind of in that structure. But it was interesting to have it all be at the end and otherwise just be kind of talking or learning in class, but maybe not submitting what sometimes you might think of as like busy work like you do at American courses. Of course, every every professor is different, every class is different, but in terms of the class atmosphere and how the professor gives feedback, did you find that just natural to you or did, was that maybe a little bit different and you had to get used to the way professors approach the students in the German classroom? I think it did take some adjustments. It was interesting. First of all, I'd say at least in my experiences, there's kind of a more formal relationship between the professor and the students, just as far as everybody, the professor even referring to their students as, say, like, Frau Miller or Herr such and such, whereas in the U.S. people are, at least the students, are referred to by their first names. As far as getting feedback, yeah, I would say it did take me a little bit of time and several conversations with professors to figure out maybe what they were looking for or what they wanted or thought was maybe lacking in my work at times. And in those cases, it was specifically if I went to them during office hours to talk about what they expected from me for a final paper or things like that, but it was maybe less explicit in the classroom. But you did find when you went to the office hours and talked to the professor that you then felt you had the information to really be successful in that class. Yeah, and I think they, they did make an effort if you if they saw you were putting in the effort to try to help you get there. I mean, of course, they weren't holding your hand, but they were very willing to talk to me about, like, my, say, my idea for my final project or how they thought I could develop it more. And they're actually very understanding of the fact that German wasn't my native language in approaching my work. They certainly commented on like if I had spelling errors or grammar errors or maybe suggested that I had other people proofread some things more, but they were very understanding of it not being my first language. And that's my experience too, is that in Germany, the professors do expect quite a bit from you and see you as a grown-up. But if you do go to their office hours or just approach them and you do have questions, then they are really helpful. But it's not as just natural than it may be here in the United States where you do have advisors and, well, 
for a lack of a better description, there's a lot more handholding in the United States than maybe Germany. Yeah, I think that's true. And I would say I myself am kind of a very self-motivated or independent person. So I was able to work within the system once I kind of figured out or understood what was needed or like where I needed to step up. But I could see maybe other people that are not as motivated or maybe as driven or people that respond maybe better to having more of a system that kind of guides them. They might struggle mm-hmm. in this. Obviously, professionally, your experience in Germany really had a huge impact on your professional life. How about your personal life? I think personally, one of the things I would take away from my experience, and I think that a lot of people find when they study abroad, is that it, especially if you do it at a younger point in your life, it helps you develop a sense of kind of independence or maybe even confidence in yourself. Because you're thrown into a situation where you don't have some of the safety nets you have being in your home country. It can be anything from like friends or contacts that you normally would have to just the security of knowing that you can speak the language. And so being in that situation, I really felt like I grew a lot in feeling like I could take on kind of any challenge, especially once I came back to the U.S. after having been in Germany and been in Europe. I felt a lot more confident about taking on different challenges because I think, okay, well, if you could handle this problem kind of while you were in Germany and had to do it in German with a system you didn't understand, it's totally easy for you to deal with this issue now that you're back here in the United States and dealing with it in English. So I think that was one big takeaway was it was kind of this sense of personal growth and development and confidence that came out of it. So if someone is not familiar with the University of Freiburg and Freiburg itself, why, what are the three things you can say about the university and then maybe more in general about the city? Sure. Well, now I'm asking for the elevator pitch. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if it's, it's three things, but I think my, my elevator pitch, first of all, if you've never heard of just Freiburg or that area in general, you should know that it's in southwestern Germany. If you've ever heard of the Black Forest or Cuckoo Clocks or Black Forest Cake, that's the area in which Freiburg is located. And those are some of the more stereotypical things that that area is famous for. Freiburg is also located very close to the borders of Germany with Switzerland and France. And this plays an important role. University of Freiburg has several important research relationships with universities across the border in France and Switzerland. So that's one great reason to study there is that you have these connections. I could also say Freiburg does have 11 different faculties or colleges. So you can study almost any topic there, but we're especially strong in things like medicine, philosophy, engineering, and really anything you can think of to do with like sustainability or um, environmental development. And from a personal perspective, what were your favorite parts about Freiburg? I think just that the natural area is very beautiful. There's this area called the Schlossberg that's just a smaller, I wouldn't even call it a mountain, but it's a smaller hill right on the border of where the city kind of ends and goes up to this beautiful hill where you can get this great panoramic view of the city and of the university. I also like that the university itself is kind of spread out within the city. So it's not just like you feel like you're isolated on the campus and not part of it. You really feel like you're part of the city and the community and integrate that helped, especially as an exchange student, to feel like you were integrated into life in Freiburg and not just kind of living in a separate bubble. Did you have a chance to also travel to other cities? 
Yeah, <laughs> I did travel quite a bit within Germany as well as outside of Germany, both at the start and end of my program and also over Pfingstpause. I traveled a lot of different places. So uh, what are the places that are lesser known that you could recommend and why? Within Germany, actually just very close to Freiburg, I would recommend that you take a day trip to Stauffen in Bleiskau. It's a smaller town, also in this Black Forest region. We did a lovely wine tasting there. They have a lot of different wineries there. There's a beautiful castle ruins up on a hill that you can hike up to um, and lots of different cool hikes that you can plan in this area. That would be my secret recommendation or less, less well-known recommendation. You went to the University of Freiburg and now you represent the University of Freiburg in the New York office. How did you go about that? How did you go from being an exchange student in Freiburg to now representing Freiburg in New York? So I did my master's degree in international affairs and I knew that I wanted to work kind of within a German-American sphere of relations. I wasn't sure exactly what that would look like. Of course, I looked at organizations even like DAD or German-American Chamber of Commerce to see if they had opportunities for me to kind of get involved, um, specifically because my master's program here in the U.S. required that I do a capstone internship as part of the program where you tried to work for a summer in a field that you potentially wanted to work in after you graduated. So I was looking for different organizations at the time and I found out about the liaison offices and I had just cold emailed Dr. Marcus Lemons, who was my predecessor and at the time the director of the liaison office to see if he'd be willing to mentor me for the summer. And he was very enthusiastic because they had never had an intern for when he before. And he was especially interested in the fact that I had been an alumna of the University of and had been an exchange student at the university. So I think that as a side pitch, that's a good reason why alumni networks or alumni outreach can work for you. That was my foot in the door and I worked with him for the summer. It happened that he was going to be going back to Germany at the end of the year. So they needed someone new to fulfill the position. And the alumni network specifically was looking at having someone maybe an American who kind of understood the culture of a lot of the alumni here who were exchange students and not just, or not only Germans who had attended the university full-time to interact with our alumni base here. So they asked me to continue after Marcus was leaving. And now that you are representing the university, how has your perspective maybe changed a little bit? Or are you still drawing a lot of the information from your own experience as a student? My own experience as a student definitely plays a role sometimes, especially if I'm talking to either potential students about like, what were some of my favorite parts about studying in Freiburg, or also with our alumni, if we'll reminisce or connect about some things that we both enjoyed about being a student there. But I would also say I have learned a lot more about the university, not only from my coworkers in Germany who have shared with me about their work directly, um, but also as I've come to learn more about other programs that I wasn't involved with. So I had mostly focused in, I guess, the humanities and social sciences. And as a representative, I've had to learn a lot more about maybe the technical aspects of the university or the faculties of like engineering or forestry or these other topics that weren't part of my personal experience at Freiburg, but are also a very important part of the university for me to represent. So for someone who's interested in potentially a similar job like yours, 
of course, we're now in, in some weird times. We're recording this March 25th, so right in the middle of some shelter-in-place advisories uh, due to the coronavirus. And so our work has definitely, over the past one or two weeks, shifted a little bit. But on average, what do you actually do as a representative for the university? Typically, I have a few different kind of areas of work that I do for the university. So the one is student recruitment. This can be attending graduate school fairs or fairs organized by the Goethe Institute or even one that all of the liaison offices of the German universities in New York organize together. And at these fairs, I'll speak to students about different programs at Freiburg, especially some of our programs that are offered in English for master's degrees or for bachelor's students. So that's kind of one aspect of my work is recruiting or attracting students. Another big aspect is alumni work. So this can be organizing events and kind of doing communication to our alumni community. We've done events almost monthly in New York. We've done a few in San Francisco last year, and we were looking at doing some in D.C. and Boston this spring, but obviously those have been postponed. But we're hoping to get back into those cities as well. So it can be Things as simple as doing kind of like a stompish or happy hour evening, or we've had also some lecture series for our alumni with, it can either be alumni who work over here or maybe a visiting professor. Last fall, we did an event about the fall of the Berlin Wall for our alumni and just for also people that are interested kind of in the transatlantic space. Um, so that can be another, that's kind of another focus. Um, and we'll also have salons or meetups with the rector of the University of Freiburg because he's over here in the United States a few times a year for different conferences or to work on different partnerships for the university. So we'll have opportunities for our alumni to meet with him and speak to him about and hear from him about updates at the university. So that's a huge chunk of my work, I think. And then other things I do are just the day-to-day running of operations for Freiburg here in North America or for the unit, the Alumni Association. And that can just be things like making our newsletter or interviewing alumni to do spotlights about events or kind of connecting or finding interesting stories about the university here in, in North America to raise the profile of the university. And then if you talk to maybe students or, or any other really young professionals who would also be interested in working in a field of international education, maybe something similar to yours, what advice would you give those young professionals? I would say keep your eyes open for opportunities. This job was not something that like I thought I was studying out to do in grad school or during my undergrad, partially because I didn't even know it existed. And I got into it because I it really sought opportunities and took some chances, like cold emailing people to see if I could work with them or learn from them. So I think it's important not to keep yourself in boxes of, okay, I can only work for this organization, or these are the only opportunities that are out there. And if I don't get that, then I can't be in this field at all. And really just to be proactive and be creative in where you might be able to use your skills or talents or interests. So how did you find about this opportunity? Because you said you didn't even know that a position like yours even existed. <laughs> well, I was 
kind of searching for opportunities with German American organizations in New York. And I, like I said, I had started looking at some of the standard or maybe more typical spots like DAD or, or with German Academic Chamber of Commerce. But eventually from the DAD site, I found the website for the university liaison offices. And of course, I was very excited to see that Freiburg was one of the liaison offices. So, I mean, it took some searching, um, but I eventually got there. And I think, you know, good things come for those who are willing to put in the research and the work, I guess. Well, also, also because there was nothing officially posted, right? So you just saw that the office is there and you send an email with a request for more information and if it was possible to do an internship, right? Exactly. Like I, I just I sent my resume and I sent like a little bit about myself, but I just made sure to mention that I had studied in Freiburg and at the time that I was doing my master's and some other things that I thought were important or would make me stick out in like my three or four sentence introduction. So I think it's also good maybe if you're job hunting to, or searching for opportunities like that to think about like what you could bring to the position or like maybe what unique connections you have with the opportunity or with the people involved and like what you can do to make yourself stick out to people that are you're trying to attract to have you for a job opportunity or some sort of professional opportunity. One thing that I wanted to ask is what you would like Americans to know about Germany, especially maybe something that is not really part of the discourse here in the United States that's not as well known? Well, I think first of all, I would say that we should, we being a country, as a country, should keep cooperating and working with Germany because I know <laughs> we've had a, a pretty long history of doing that for the past few decades. And I feel like maybe as countries we've been growing apart a little bit in the transatlantic relationship but i don't think that's reflected with the people and i think it's important to keep keep those ties strong because we have we have a lot to learn from each other and things to do to grow with each other and i think that relationship's very important on a on a less i guess international level or a less broad level i would say I think Americans should just also maybe be aware there are so many different areas in Germany or different regions and different flavors to these regions because if Americans aren't familiar with Germany they might just think about oh the only places to go are Berlin or to Munich or have kind of this like stereotypical view of Germany that maybe just fits with say very stereotypical ideas of Bavaria but isn't reflective of the country as a whole so I encourage people to get out there and explore all the different interesting regions of Germany and learn about unique parts of the culture and not just think of it as like one homogenous country. What you just said could be used as an advertisement for Germany and this is I mean that's one of the reasons why I do those interviews because I do want to highlight the different stories and also the different experiences all over Germany and not just in the big cities and the well-known areas in Germany. No, I agree with that for sure. And I think like even what we were talking about with learning about different regional foods or drinks as a way to understand all these different cultures, I think that's something that could be very interesting to Americans who maybe just think about some of the more common or stereotypical dishes like schnitzel or bratwurst or pretzels and haven't had a chance to experience other more unique dishes in Germany. Yeah. Although pretzels are really good. I'm, I love bread I love and I'm, <laughs> I love a good pretzel. I do love pretzels too. Um, they're a special weakness of mine. 
And I almost forgot to ask you if we had this conversation at a German cafe, what you would have ordered. I probably just would have ordered an espresso, but I would definitely want to have maybe some kuchen to go with it or some sort of sweet treat. To what, is your, what is your favorite cake? Do you have a favorite? <laughs> I feel like I have to say a black forest. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't have to. You can say something different. <laughs> Well, I really like anything that's chocolate. So well, there's a lot of chocolate in the Black Forest cake. Yeah, exactly. What um, do you miss the most now that you're back in the United States? One thing I definitely miss in Germany and in Freiburg are the plethora of outdoor cafes that you can sit at, even at like this time of year when they sometimes will have like heating lamps out or blankets so you can sit outside and enjoy being in the city and people watching and having your nice, maybe warm beverage or something to eat. I think that's one really fun and kind of, I don't know, exciting or even romantic aspect that a lot of German restaurants and cafes have that I think is lacking here in the United States. What is your yeah. favorite dish from Germany? I really like Maultaschen. I guess you could think of them a little bit like dumplings or pierogies, but they have really thin dough layers of the, of like wrapping and like they're normally can be with spinach or, or they're just like these really good dumplings you can have in a soup or alongside of something. And I really like them. Another one I would say now that I'm thinking about this, I really like Flammkuchen, which is also mm. specific to that region and also to Alsace across the border. Can you describe really, what that is? Yeah, so it's kind of like a, a really thin, almost like a pizza crust, but think even thinner. And instead of having tomato sauce, typically you have kind of like a, a cream sauce. It can be with creme fraiche. And then the traditional way is so you have this after, on top of that. You have onions and speck, but you, I've also had it with like goat cheese or with walnuts or things like that. So it's almost like a pizza, but take away the tomato sauce and add this creme fraiche kind of sauce instead. So unfortunately, you weren't able to go a week ago to Germany, but the last time when you went and when you typically go to Germany, what would we find in your suitcase coming back? Any goodies you would normally bring back? <laughs> Definitely some of the British world chocolates. What um, is your favorite? <laughs> there are so um, many good ones. There are so many. So that's a big question. I do like the strawberry yogurt mm. one. That one's pretty good. I remember when I was a student there, I like had made a whole Excel sheet of all different flavors and I was trying to like, make sure I <laughs> eat all of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many were there? <laughs> Probably at least like 30. Oh, wow. I don't think I even got through half of them. But I, I tried because they always had them at the checkout counter when I'd go to the supermarket. So I'd try to try a different one each time. Almost like an official experiment, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's in the name of science, you have to eat chocolate. <laughs> It's a hard life. <laughs> How would one get in touch with you to ask you about the University of Freiburg specifically, but also maybe your own experience with studying abroad and maybe your career then now as a professional working for the University of Freiburg? You can definitely connect with me on LinkedIn. So my name is Marta Miller with an AR, or you can also reach out to me via email. My email address is liaison-office at uni, U-N-I-Freiburg. 
F-R-E-I-B-U-R-G dot D-E. This was by Coffee Connection with Marta Miller. All content is created and edited by me, Hani Geist. If you would like to get in touch, send an email to podcast at DAD.org. Stay safe, healthy, and well. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you at the next coffee break.